if we want to grow our plants big enough to feed us, then we need to feed them. Right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast, we're going to be talking about fertilization. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. All right, we are here and we are going to talk about fertilizing plants. How fun is that, Batavia? <laughs> I got to kick it off early. You get yeah. to bail. Kick, um, kick it off. Kick it off. I, I think I'm ready. What's is this year? How many years does it normally take me? Three years? Yeah. I think I'm catching on. This is like year two for me. I mean, clearly I don't have a yeah. lot growing in the garden, but I'm still pretty proud of myself. Well, you know, it's funny when I was editing the last episode, <clears throat> I got to the point where you were like, if I hear about your tomatoes one more time, but seriously, thank you for about, and, we, and you started talking about fertilizing mm-hmm. and how you started mm-hmm. doing it. Oh, yeah, and yeah. it just, it, it was a good reminder that, yeah, you are slow to the uptake, but when you adopt it, you, you do, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, every now it's and okay again, to be slow. someone taps me on the head and says, oh, that's okay. We, listen, we can take our time with you. We understand. Um, no, I've, um, and I was actually almost anti-fertilizing uh, seedlings. But no, you weren't, an- you weren't almost. Yeah. <laughs> you were. It was like, all right, I mix up, and that shit stinks, man, first off. Um, but yeah. I prefer to use this, because I'm using still Neptune's Harvest, um, in the seaweed mix. And mm-hmm. I prefer to use that indoors, surprisingly no, enough. No, no. You use the fish seaweed or the seaweed mix? Oh. Blue label or green label? Blue label. That's fish and sea- fish and seaweed fertilizer. So there's two different things. Okay. So yeah, just make sure because there's different nutrients and NPK ratios in yep, them. Yep, uh, yep, yep. NP who? What? What? <laughs> yeah, this is another alphabet show. Mm-hmm. Um, so look, before we get started going deep, First of all, did you see that shirt I'm wearing? I got oh, soil yeah. in my soul, where's, baby. Where's your soil? In my soul, That's son. Right. <laughs> T-shirts available on Teespring. Check us out. Link in the description below. Um, but seriously, uh, listener question. I believe Batavia has farmed one out today, so throw it at us. Oh, good grief. I didn't realize that we were that far into the show. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, so this is someone that reached out and it's not a, I have a problem and I, I need some assistance. Um, we welcome those questions as well. This is more of like, Hey, what do you think? Okay. So, and this is probably one of my favorite kind of situations. Um, I'm going to say, Hey, and I did confirm we can say her name star. We appreciate you for listening. Um, yeah she and her husband um they're in michigan which you know if you're in the midwest you're like my neighbor right that's just yeah you guys are like a tight-knit community up there no matter if you're a thousand miles or a hundred miles apart if you Mm -hmm. call midwest it's all the midwest and roof and all that stuff then y'all are close yeah so the message starts out i would love for you and ben to walk this adventure with me my husband and I just bought 40 acres in mid-Michigan, and I'm assuming that they live near there, right? Um, it's mostly wooded. We do a lot of hunting, but I have an approximate acre, she thinks, of open field to turn her into her gardens, right? And she did me the solid of sending me a picture, which, you know, I love to see just dirt, right? So she sends uh-huh. me a picture, and so her question is, or this is what she's planning on doing, and she's like, what do we think? She's planning on doing a third veggie, so splitting the space up, a third veggies, a third dedicated to pollinators and flowers, which is actually pretty interesting based on, you know, a future episode, and a third of fruit. And so she asked, what do I think, right? Um, and I know that my answer is going to differ for your, from yours, so I'm going to ask you, Ben, what do you think? She's already gotten my opinion, so now she can hear yours. So, I hate it when you do this. 
Um, Just for I the think, record, you do it to me on every single episode. I know, and I like being in the driver's mm-hmm. seat for that. But um, it will, so first of all, it depends on your goals, like your aspirations and what you want to do. I'm imagining since they bought 40 acres, they do a lot of hunting. They're trying to be a more self-sustainable I think that may be family. fair to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would actually do, um, if that's the case, I would do half vegetables um, and then I would do a good portion of flowers and stuff. I mean, you could see the, the problem is you can do a number of ways, mm-hmm. but what I would do is I would take it a step farther and I would do a little small piece of it as a feed plot for mm. the animals that they hunt in the back end of it. Well, but, no, you know, she if, said that she has an acre of the 40 that she can dedicate to garden space, right? So I assume that if they're going to do that. animals, she has that other space for that. No, no, no. A food plot is like a place where you grow like clover so the deer can come eat it. I thought you said a feed plot, but go on. A, a feed plot, food plot, same same idea. So that's what that is, is like you plant clover, stuff like that. The deer will come eat it. Put it in the back end of that, like just a little small corner. But if it depends on how you do. So given percentages is tough the way I would do it, because if we do edible landscaping, Mm -hmm. then you can kind of intermingle all those fruits in and you're not really breaking up in acreage and percentages. So um, I would give a big part of it. And plus in Michigan, what zone is that up there? Uh, She's probably in five or six. Five or six. So you're talking about blueberries, raspberries, maybe some strawberries. And you could do some certain plums and apples. So that's, you know, there's a lot that you could do. So... So do you want to dance around your answer any further or are you? Well, I'm working out my answer. So I would say, (laughs) I would say 50% um, fruits and vegetables. And then if you wanted to do like a specific vegetable or fruit plot, I would do another quarter of that. And then half of that would be, um, or then the rest would be flowers and stuff. So I need a star. Well, Star already knows my answer, so she's already like, "What is it? Get the heck out of here!" I'm going to tell you in a second. I need everyone else to actually pause what you're doing, pull over, um, because this is going to be one of the very few times that Ben and I are directly aligned. Um, that... <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the look I gave you when you said 50? percent I'm yes. like, "Get out of here!" All right, yeah. so you know, I wrote to her. It's uh, let's see, um. Thanks for listening. Yada, yada, yada. It's a beautiful lamb. Um, I would definitely have a flower bed, but that would be more so for viewing pleasure. Right. I would try to split up, split up the space, half veggies, half fruit, fruit trees, and then weave flowers in throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just noted the one thing I've always heard and read about fruit is especially fruit trees. When should you be planting them? Yesterday. Right. Mm -hmm. So some of those take a long while, years in some cases to bear fruit. So get those in first and foremost, which she actually has some plans on someone um, getting something that's local, some trees that are local. Um, So surprisingly enough, even with I mean, an acre is a lot of land and she could totally do a third and a third and a third like she talked about. Um, But I'm kind of thinking about like an area that's really isolated and focused on flowers, but not a big percentage of the garden, right? It would kill you to work on a third of an acre of flowers. Yeah, it's not really God. focused on the the gar- or the um the flowers. It's just, hey, you want to have a nice spot to look at a bunch of pretty flowers. Especially yeah. if you do something like wildflowers, they take up a lot of space. But I'd really try to split that the garden up mostly 50%, 50% food. Um, yeah. So. Well, and because you know, like with apples, if you plant apple trees, you need to have apple trees and then you need to have a crab apple tree to help pollinate the apple trees Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so there's like Mm -hmm, all these different things that you need to have kind of working in and and harmoniously Mm -hmm, sorry mm -hmm. that word's hard for me to say no i like it i like that word want to try one more time working out hell no (laughs) i'm actually never say that again so you know it's just it's tough but I, I mean, that's. I'm surprised that you were in agreement with me. I mean, dude, a half an acre of food is enough to feed a family of like three or four if you do it right for a year. Well, you know what? Um, there are a couple of things. One, I typed it very slowly because I wanted to start to know that it really is Batavia that's responding. Uh, because, <laughs> I mean, based on my response, I think most people would say, who are you again? Leonard? You know? Yeah. Like, uh, two, I... Um, 
I mean, when you kind of think about what I'm assuming this space is going to be for them, this really is a, a little bit of living off the land. I think you really have to kind of focus in on what you can eat. I mean, wherever their home is, they probably have some beautiful flowers there too. If she's thinking about dedicating a whole third of the acre to it. So at some point, yeah. you know, you gotta yeah. make, you I mean, gotta you make know, the responsible choice and, and go with food. This is the second time that we've gotten a question about large pieces of land. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a lot of people would be like, oh, I wish I had an acre. But honestly, like it gets tough, yeah. you know, because then you start making decisions. Now, the only benefit really is you can have things spread out more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, we talk a lot about diseases and pests and stuff. So crop there rotation. could be a lot less of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crop rotations and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, I I honestly don't have a desire to farm on, you know, to garden on an acre, a full blown acre. I would prefer, you know, to be limited to a half acre, a quarter acre of just for the garden, not the whole yard, yeah, yeah, yeah. just the space to grow in. I Let's haven't really kind that. of narrowed down the space I want. Um, I was talking to another listener, Patrick, and we've chatted about him on the show before. And we were both kind of like, all right, we were looking for more space to grow in. Like, we, you yeah. know, we basically gotten all the space for the garden is kind of used up or is going to be used up. Like what's next. Um, and for me, what I don't know is how much of my joy is the intermingling of flowers and food, you know, and, and, and you know, like veggies and, and fruit and all, like if I just had this plot of just vegetables it could be different for me. You know, like it's more of working the land versus I have a garden in my front yard and a garden in my backyard, you know? So yeah. I don't know, but one day hopefully I'll find out. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, how much land do you have now? Um, It's like, I don't know, a couple of hundred square feet all told. If you like count up the beds themselves. No, no. How much is your land that you own? Oh, like, 2,500 square feet is a lot or something. Yeah. So you have 2,500 square feet. I mean, you know, which includes the house, obviously the garage, the, you know, like, yeah, yeah. So take the house off of that and imagine just having it filled up with gardens. Like, could you keep up with that? Well, when we talk Full- about a future state, it may not be a future state in kind of what my everyday life is today Two, Um, so I don't know. Um, I, I think that I would, um, struggle initially cause I'm struggling now. Like trying, I was thinking yeah. about it the other day, like the spring garden just means that I started my garden work much earlier. Right. And garden fatigue is real. Right. You know, so, yeah. um, I think that I would probably want some help with it to note. I think that I would probably be much more comfortable with starting off slower, so I didn't ask her, but I assume that this is going to be over time that they're building this out. I mean, just the expense alone, you know, like she may be, you know, treating the soil that they have and planting in it. But if she's doing anything like raised beds, you know, that's a lot of space to, to get stuff. So I in thought for. about this the other day. Somebody was asking, you know, real estate's going crazy right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. And they're like, would you sell your house? And I was like, price is right. Of course I would. And they're like, well, what's the price? I factored into the final price that I gave them an extra, get ready, $15,000 just to do my garden because I decided like next time I want to do it, I want to go in and I'm going to go in with a solid plan and I want to put all the money into it all at once and be done with it. I don't want to do this, you know, over years, over years. I mean, dude, I ain't getting no younger. You know what I mean? Like, I get tired. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like... I want to build my beds. I want to have my water back there. I want to have it all in there at once. So like for me, it's a big deal to start a whole nother garden at once. You know what I mean? Like that shit's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, Lot size is 3,100 square feet. So absolutely I could do a a whole acre. Absolutely. It's like the same thing almost. Um, Yeah. I think that my desire to do something new every year would prevent me from saying, hey, I have this money. I'm all in. Let's lay this out. Um, Now, I've never again walked into, you know, year two and the garden is all set out. I just recently built a super duper narrow bed because I can't help myself. You know, I saw that. But I think once I did it, I realized like I really enjoy the creation. And when I say build, it's it's loosely. 
right? You know, a couple of landscape timbers together, but don't downplay it. Don't yeah, downplay yeah, it. You should see me with uh, borrowing my neighbor's uh, extension cord because I don't have electricity in the front of the house and yada, yada, yada. So, yeah. Um, but I really enjoy that creation, you know, like creating yeah. that, that piece. And I think if I had well, it see, all laid I out, too. I would miss that. But look, I mean, look, let's face it, you know, in the time and in this exact moment, Batavia, this is what we do. We garden, you know what I mean? Like who would we be if we sat here on the backyard gardens podcast and backyard gardens TV and didn't have a damn garden, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like the pressure is real and it's real on me too, because it's become ingrained in me so hard that like, this is what I do. I grow food. You know what I mean? Like I grow food, like my son, we just got our first dragon tongue beans the other day. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They came out of the greenhouse and I had, I had like basically given up on the greenhouse and then like for, the, for this part like, of the year for this part of the season yeah 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 for this part of the year and then i looked in there i was like holy shit it's like full of beans so i told him go in there he's like these look like a dragon tongue daddy is this for real <laughs> and i was like this is for real he was like but we don't eat meat how can we eat the tongue and i'm like it's okay <laughs> <laughs> but those are the moments yeah. i'm like i'm not willing to give up but that i mean you that's, know what i mean that's still possible i thought i mean wait did i lose track of what we were talking about you said well, you wanted just, your garden to be done and then i'm yeah. all like i think i want to build a little something each year well i don't want it to be done i just want to have like the bones set up and be like really like built out yep. so i could basically go into where i'm at now yep. like garden as much as i am and stuff yeah. like that so i yeah look at it differently and, and i can um, and it also creates a challenge for me. Like I create more work for myself than probably is needed, but yeah, I love it. Well, and the problem too, when you have a big, um, garden like that is you had to fertilize the whole thing. Mm, That's the big issue. So Are, what wait, we're going to do with is fish gonna... or seaweed or fishweed, oh, the whole shebang a bang. <laughs> so we're going to go to this break and we're going to come back and we're going to tell you all about fertilizing your garden. A lot of y'all asked, how can you help support the Backyard Gardens podcast? Well, we have been busy and we have created a t-shirt line just for the gardener. To visit our shop, go to the link in the show notes and check out the t-shirts and other goodies we have. Now, these are super special t-shirts designed just for the gardener. So enjoy. Thank you for supporting the Backyard Gardens podcast. And we'll see you guys after the harvest. We were going long. I had to do a hard stop. Sorry. I saw you kept on looking at it. I'm like, no, I have more to say. I know you do. <laughs> but, but we have to focus at on the fertilizer. every subject, every yeah. episode. So here we are. So this is one of the uh, the shuns of gardening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So irrigation, fertilization. That's really about as closely related as they come as they all end in T-I-O-N. So... <laughs> We'll just call it what it yeah. is, but it's, it's super important. And a lot of people in Batavia may have been one of them and may still slightly be think that they don't need to fertilize their gardens. Mm-hmm. What do you say about that? Um, I think that unless you get, you know, you're using something that's going to burn your plants, which a lot of stuff doesn't, you know, like some hot manure or something. I think that you will always have a good experience with fertilizing. Um, uh, that's the corporate answer, you know, me, me following yeah. along the party lines. However, I um, I don't believe that it is an absolute requirement to get food. Yeah, I don't believe it is until you start really stressing your soil out. That's when I think that it becomes more of a necessity. I fully agree. So, um, you know, I garden three and a half seasons a year, mm-hmm. so I need to be replenishing mm-hmm. constantly. So if you go back and, to the earliest version of Batavia's garden, um, and again, the simple things that I was growing, growing only in summer, probably June, July, August, maybe into September, um, I know for sure I didn't fertilize. I know for sure I just bought some soil that was in the store put it down. I compost what, you know, um, and I got food, right? So I got tomatoes, I got peppers, how much of it, the quality of it, put a question mark around it. Could I have gotten more? Absolutely. You know, that's so subjective though, you know, really. And I know everybody's like, shut up, Ben, here you go. 
but it really is kind of like subjective is like, okay, I didn't fertilize my plants this year, but I didn't get any, my, maybe my tomato could have been bigger. Maybe I could have got more, but I mean, is there really a way to find that out? You know? Well, I mean, a really, really close experiment would have to be performed and no one's going, no, we're not doing that. I believe if we believe in what fertilizing does for you, I think you have to go the opposite look of it. So if it feeds your garden, it's kind of like your vitamins, right? You know, am I going to be stronger with them? Yes. You know, (laughs) or at least someone tells me I am. Um, I guess the reason why, the reason why I bring it up is, um, if you're ready to do it, absolutely do it. If you're doing it already, continue to do it. But I don't want anyone to look out and run out and say, oh, I haven't been fertilizing my garden for these last couple of months. Oh, no. You'll likely be just well, hold fine. On. Look at it this way. You, you you say, if I take my vitamins, I get stronger, right? Yeah, that's what I said. Right? Mm-hmm. So what happens if you don't take your vitamins? I'm weak. There it is. <laughs> no, well, you get well, sick. Well, let me say this. I'm still you living. You get sick. You, you well, you, but I'm not saying, but see, so you take your vitamins, here we go, full circle, mm-hmm. from your garden, from your food. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But let's say that you stop doing that. You can get scurvy. You can get all kinds of deformities. I mean, you can get like sick from it. You know what I mean? There's like documentation of like not getting your, and that's how I look at the fertilizing. Wait, what are we, I'm, look, I'm con- wait, are you guys confused? I'm confused. Like, uh, so wait, which side of this are you on? You, like, I'm, I'm saying that. I'm on every that, side. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on every side. I'm saying that it can have a positive impact on your garden. And then you're saying, do we really know that? And I'm saying that I'm comfortable assuming yes. Are we agreeing with each other? Let me get around full circle. Let me get it out of my mouth. Where are we at? Are we on the three-point turn now? Are we on second base? Shush. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to get my thought out. So all I'm saying is like, if we think about it, like the vitamins and stuff, like it won't be... As strong, maybe, maybe not. But we know that if it doesn't get the right nutrition, then it won't be, you know, it won't be healthy. Mm-hmm. There could be something right? lacking. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, like, the question is, do I think that fertilization works? Do I not think it is? Well, I mean, it depends. Like, I believe in my heart of hearts that it does help. So, mm-hmm. therefore, yes, I do. I mean, I've done non-fertilizing for before and it did okay. And then I fertilized a little bit and I fertilized a lot. And each year I've always gotten something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, it just depends. You know, last year I didn't fertilize as much as I needed to because of different circumstances, mainly wood chips. But that was kind of like, and then I didn't get, I got diseases and stuff like that. Was that the problem? Like, who knows, you know? Yeah. So, so is that a loose connection to the plants are not as strong to fight off the disease and disease sets in. Okay. All right. I can dig it, man. I'm just ready to move on to the next portion of this conversation. I'm ready to move on to what the hell fertilizing is. (laughs) That felt like an arm wrestling match that I had no chance of winning. And it's like, you still have to play. All right. So when we fertilize, you know, what are we look for? Because I mean, when you go look at fertilizer and you're new to the fertilizing game, mm-hmm. correct? Oh, well, Let's, I mean, I think we just spent 15 minutes talking about how. Well, I mean, I how long have you been like actively fertilizing your Last garden? Last year was the first year I made a concerted okay. effort to fertilize my garden, kicking and screaming. And are you doing more this year? Um, Yes. Okay. So now that we have that out of the way, I've been fertilizing for the better part of like eight years I'd say mm-hmm. but it's like each year it's gotten more and more but if you go to the store and you look at the fertilizer section it gets overwhelming mm-hmm, quick mm-hmm. Yeah. so you know we have you know use a well balanced fertilizer use a nitrogen rich fertilizer use a you know this that and the other mm-hmm. so we've done this before we did uh, we had an episode with Neptune's Harvest on last year maybe but what we we're talking about is you have when you look at your fertilizer bag you have three numbers Mm -hmm. and a well-balanced fertilizer means 10 10 10 5 5 5 all the numbers are the same and those refer to the npk which is nitrogen potassium what is it phosphorus nitrogen phosphorus potassium in that order so nitrogen is for green leaves think about it that way phosphorus is for fruits and potassium is for, when I say fruits, I mean like vegetables and fruits, like mm-hmm. the actual edible part. And then potassium is for roots. 
Got it. I got it. Okay. So when I said last year that I didn't fertilize enough because of my wood chips, I didn't put enough nitrogen in because the wood chips suck up the nitrogen until they start to break down. So these are different factors that we have to think about. Mm So and we generally say things like well balanced, right? Um, which right. if you get into organic fertilizer, that's a whole different camp, but uh, well balanced. And that's just because a lot of us don't know what our soil is perhaps lacking. But that right. is a <laughs> there's a balance there, no pun intended, um, because if you do have some, you know, if there's more nitrogen in your soil than, you know, the other P's or the P and the K, then you may find yourself adding air quote, too much nitrogen. Um, I mean, I don't know. Have you run across people? I mean, did you feel like you've in these eight years over fertilized your garden? Because I use organic fertilizer, it's very hard to do Mm -hmm. so. Um, I am guilty of under fertilizing. Mm -hmm. So, and the one thing is the nitrogen is water soluble. So that means that it will go out. Yeah. So it's... It's really hard to overfeed with nitrogen, but in certain plants like your tomatoes and stuff like that, what will happen is you'll get a whole lot of leaves and less fruits. But when we're doing lettuce and stuff like that, you want more nitrogen. Yeah. So So, I'm not sure um, if this is just a thing that people have latched on to or not, but I do commonly read and see people comment on um, you know, either warning against or probably more so warning against. Be careful if you're adding too much nitrogen because you will end up with a bunch of leaves on your tomato plants, but not a lot of fruit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that's exactly what people are experiencing or people just know that that's a possible problem. I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think you're going to look at it in extreme circumstances. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and we've said this on the podcast before. Organic fertilizer breaks down over time. It takes about four weeks for it to start to breaking down. It adds to the soil, it composts. So when you put it down, it doesn't immediately feed. Versus inorganic is immediately available to the roots. You put it in, it feeds. So it's very easy to burn with inorgan- inorganic. So now that, that's that been said, let's go into what you were talking about. So if we put inorganic nitrogen fertilizer down, you're, you could burn. Mm-hmm. Right. You'll see leaf burn and stuff like that and massive growth mm-hmm. and whatnot. The benefit of the organic is it kind of like I said, it's water soluble. So you'll get it in like a slow, steady feeding. So I don't think it's as much of an issue. But there's there's. But don't take that as gospel. Yeah. So, uh, well, let me take a step back. Explain to us what you're defining as organic and inorganic, because there's like label organic versus a label that doesn't say organic and it's also solid water soluble 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 so, soluble. so just because i say nitrogen <laughs> i'm sorry i'm kind of loopy man i am all into my morning garden chores and i'm feeling good like that version of batavia is here man so w- when i said water soluble ni- nitrogen nitrogen itself is water oh, soluble organic or inorganic okay I got you. and that can be confusing but yeah when i say what do i consider organic i mean generally it is whatever says mm-hmm. organic um you know anything that's is generally going to be like your miracle miracle grows stuff like that you know your liquid fertilizers mm-hmm. a lot of times they feed immediately mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um you know i'm not very hip on liquid fertilizers the only one i use is the fish seaweed fertilizer mm-hmm. Um, and I've used that for years and years and that, that's a foil, foiler feed too. So, you know, you put in the leaves and it'll feed and whatnot. Yeah. So I have, um, invested in, and I, I just, you know, kicking and stream screaming, I'd rather do a slow release and let mm-hmm. it feed the garden over the year or over the season. And we're talking about probably a max of, I think the, what I've read is the longest, like this is you twice a year. So six months, but mostly it's, you know, the longer period is three months. And a lot of other fertilizers are like, um, you know, reapply every month. I hate all of that shit. Like I want to do it once and be done with it, but that's not exactly how it works. Um, so I have it as well been using the um, Neptune's Harvest uh, is it fish and seaweed, the blue label, mm-hmm. as you've noted. Um, but I am going to start off the season for some of my plants 
with um, something that's a little bit more slow releasing. I'm really paying close attention to my containers because we've talked quite a bit about how, um, you know, the nutrients is always going to be different in your containers versus the earth. Right. Right. And then um, I feel like there is more of an opportunity to wash out the nutrients from your containers compared to the earth. When I say earth, I mean like, you know, in ground, I mean, raised beds. So. If you have to tell people on this podcast what Earth is, we have a real problem. So, <laughs> I get it, though. Yeah, hashtag Earth. Earth. <laughs> I love Earth. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, when, I mean, I can tell you how I fertilize now. Um, I can tell you, so, before, when I first started, I would get an organic fertilizer. Um, you know, pick your brand. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make any recommendations until they call us, but (laughs) you know, I would put it out in the spring Mm -hmm. and then I would walk away. And then over time it got more and more. And I was always just using like a 10, 10, 10, whatever, just like you're straight up. Mm -hmm. And you know, even though you take, and one thing to know about fertilizer, if you stick your hand in a bag and you pull it out and you got a handful of fertilizer, only point like zero one or zero five percent of that is fertilizer. The rest of it is just a method of delivery to get it out there. So did you just snot I, all over your I microphone? I totally did. <laughs> we will never share a microphone. Thank you. Yeah, so, there's definitely the filler game is strong there too, right? Yeah. It's a way well, to I mean, deliver those game. nutrients. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you go to direct sow a seed and you mix it with sand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same idea. Yeah, that's so. a very good uh, analogy there. Yeah, I'm not really upset about the filler game, you know, versus like different foods, but yeah. that's a different conversation. So, um, you know, you get into different products, you know, and a lot of the products that I'm, or a lot of the other additives I'm using now are more nitrogen rich. Mm-hmm. Because the nitrogen just washes out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm using, um, I'm finishing up my blood meal now, switching over to alfalfa meal. Mm-hmm, okay. uh, and if anybody asks why I'm switching to alfalfa meal, it's because I don't support the factory farming process. And it is a byproduct of the factory farming process of animals. So alfalfa meal does the same thing as bone meal. Either way, I have no judgment on you if you use bone meal. It's totally okay. I, I bought a bag and I'm still using it. alfalfa meal is probably a lower NPK. Well, they're all just in. Oh, yeah, for blood meal. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just in. So, or the you meal. Know. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you have blood meal, alfalfa meal, and feather meal. Okay. And feather meal is the same as blood meal. It's just feathers instead of blood. Yeah, it's a little bit freaky, so, but go on. Yeah, it is. And it's, a, again, a <laughs> byproduct. So, um, anyways, so then, you, you know, I do a mixture of that. And then I also do earthworm castings. Mm -hmm. Um, I put those in for the first time this year. And that's only because I'm really focusing on building my soil this year. We've had this conversation. So that's why I did that. I've never used them before. And I'm like, eh. Yeah, I have. um, I'm actually going to use that a bit more on my indoor plants um, based on the recommendation. So let me take a. Smells like shit. Let me take a, a small break. Pause and say. I'm very cautious, not just I'm, you know, I'm just not stubborn in this situation. I don't want to hear it. I said it. I've heard that before. And I meant it. (laughs) (laughs) You love the defense of me not being stubborn, right? Um, Yeah, you come out defensive. I am very careful around incorporating things into a routine because that's what we're going to ultimately, that's where we're landing, right? This fertilizing, even if it is, you're doing it twice a season it's still a routine that you're creating i'm very careful about incorporating things into a routine so there's best practices which you know generally okay yeah let's do this thing but then there's also you're inserting these new pieces into your garden routine and you don't necessarily know if they're really as effective as you think and my challenge is now i mean to be quite frank there's steps you're doing but there's also cost so now I have yes. Now I have this situation where I can't plant without doing X, Y, and Z. Um, so I absolutely did. I'm going to use um, just um, two examples here. I planted my first tomato plant. This there'll be many tomato plants planted by the time you guys hear this, but planted my first tomato plant in a container, um, and it. I don't even know what type. It, it was a volunteer 
that I nurtured all year. But anyway, I don't know what type of tomato plant it is. But what I do know is I planted tomatoes in containers last year. I grew them and I had some blossom and rot issues. And last year I consciously I purchased lime and consciously said, no, I'm not going to add it. I had read recommendations around it and said, nope, I'm not going to add it. <clears throat> and I don't think I added much anything else from a um, for fertilizing. I think I probably did, you know, use some um, fish seaweed. But my point is, I saw how things performed without it. And I know that I had an issue and now I'm addressing it. So I'm not well, saying in line. general fertilizing, you have to see plants suffer and then step in and start doing it. But I am saying, let's be conscious and cautious of the things we're just tossing into our garden, right? Yes. Well, f- garden lime takes a year to break down so it's not readily available and that's i think a lot of people i don't want to say they don't understand that but it's just kind of like a misunderstood thing just like you know you think you drop the fertilizer down if it's organic and it immediately feeds (laughs) and that's not the case so um you know what i do is when i plant my plants i put a handful of my fertilizer mixture in with it right Mm -hmm. but here's the argument okay if you do that and you only fertilize there does that encourage the plant to just focus all its roots in that one spot versus if you fed around and there was more food that it would spread out okay there's a argument about this that i've read multiple places oh you mean like fertilizing per plant versus fertilizing the entire space Right. Yeah. And that's I mean, that's even on packaging. So a lot of packaging talks about, you know, square footage. And we we had this conversation like, who in the hell knows this calculation? Like per 2000 square feet. That's not what I'm gardening in. So then you start doing you cutting back and say, okay, let me do this divided by this. And so what the, um, the companies have done is they've made the adjustment. And a lot of the packaging talks about or, you know, three tablespoons per plant. And it feeds into, quite literally, uh, what you're talking about here. I don't know enough about it to know, yeah, you probably are better off if you fertilize the entire um, kind of garden area versus the plant. I think this is also a balance of what's easiest to get the thing done. Well, you know what? You're in luck. Oh. Because I'm not asking you what you know. I'm asking you what you think and feel. Booyah. Yeah, I thought you were- Don't roll your eyes at me. Come on. You were going to tell me what you (laughs) know to be the truth. I didn't realize you were going to punt this thing right back to me. Oh, I'm going to punt it right back in the field. So I'm going to go with your best uh, experience is to fertilize the entire, let's call it a a raised bed. Um, But I'm totally okay with not doing that. Um, And the reason why I don't think it's as practical in some instances is based on when we're growing, what we're growing. Um, I do think that there's some, like if you go even across the board, then maybe you're fine. But I do, do think that we're growing different things in different, in the same space. And so they have different needs. I think a lot mm-hmm. of this fertilizing game is still designed back to, you know, your farming. You have all of your corn in this, you know, these 20 rows. You have all of your tomatoes in this space, right? So right. they may have different needs from a fertilization standpoint, but it's okay because when I feed that soil, it's all the same plant. So that clearly differs for a lot of, you know, home gardeners. Well, do we even need to buy fertilizer oh, shit. in order to fertilize our plants? And 38 minutes into the episode, really? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, do we need to? Or can we just use compost? Yeah, I know you're going to go there. I lean... Well, I have to, you have to talk yeah, about compost in this conversation. I lean heavily on that, on compost. Haven't always. Fuck yeah. But I lean heavily on it just because I feel like um, I've had some good results with it. It feels more natural to me. No, I mean, I'm, I'm just... It is. Like the idea of something that looks like dirt to me, adding it to my bed. Um, so... And we've talked about in some of the more recent years you and I have with my garden, some of my success. I think we're comfortable attributing it to how much compost I end up adding. Bagged compost, for those that don't know. Yeah. Buying compost and shh, here it be better yeah. garden. It ain't happening, you know. We, we know that. <laughs> Look, if the uh, the fertile or is the compost pool, I don't know what you guys, how much money is in it now. But, you know, um, so, I mean... Yeah, I'm going to argue that depending on what you're growing, how often you're growing, um, you know, your budget, 
you may be just fine supplementing and some compost and, and rocking and rolling. I'm going to go with a resounding 100% authority on the subject matter that if you use compost, you, you can lower your fertilization bill. Like how much you have to fertilize. I think it makes that much of a difference for multiple reasons. Okay. So I remember I said I added earthworm castings this mm-hmm. year. You know why I, I put earthworm castings in? Because my beds didn't have enough compost in them, so there wasn't enough worms in them, so the worms that were there couldn't make earthworm castings. Now, when I started, um, when's this episode air? I don't know. Sometime in June. Okay. It's when in 2021, I if that helps. <laughs> the Wild Garden 2.0, I put fertilizer into my pots, mm-hmm. right, that are in the ground. And when I did that, guess what? Full of earthworms. Just full of worms. So therefore, all that that I'm putting over there is going to have castings in it, correct? Mm -hmm. So I'm just making up for where my inconsistency and bad behavior as a garden has taken over, as a gardener has taken over. And so that's why I did that. Now, am I going to do it next year? You know what? I might do it for a year because it takes time to kind of build Mm -hmm. up soil and stuff like that so there's a good possibility but if you're continuously adding compost like you Mm -hmm. are you know and let me say this you're not growing on i know i know batavia on a concrete bed like underneath because that's going to inhibit earthworms from coming to your garden absolutely then you should have these things already in there yeah so i want to comment just one more time so this is going to be a bit redundant your growing medium does matter, I believe. Um, yes. I, my gut doesn't feel like I want to 100% jump in the canoe with you when it comes to lowering your fertilization, which I know seems ironic when I'm just like, the hell with fertilization. But, you know, so, but I just, I, I'm not, I have some thoughts around it, but I don't have time today to work through this with you. Um, but I do think the growing medium matters. Um, Ben's point around, you know, so I've already mentioned containers. I do have four raised beds that sit on concrete, right? So to your point, like what do I see earthworms in there sometimes, right? You know, but not a lot. Um, right. a real quick, buddy story. I was um, lo- unloading the leaves that I collected last fall for a project I'm working on, more on that later. And, you know, there are a bunch of earthworms in there. They've been sitting out all winter in those plastic bags. It's like heaven for them, right? And so I took one of my nursery pots that I had happened to have outside, put some soil in it, and then dumped the earthworms in there. Because in my mind, I was going to transport them. And so I got distracted. It's like two days later. I come back thinking that I'm going to pick up the container and then take them to where I want to take them. I dump the soil out. No, no earthworms. Like the reality is they do what they do. The nursery pot had holes in it. So, of course, they found their way to, you know, better living conditions. Well, you know what, though, Batavia? I'm so glad you brought that up because a lot of people will go and they will buy worms and put in their garden and the the fact of the matter is that worm's going to leave as soon as it gets there. If it doesn't have what it's want, it's out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you've got to create an environment for that worm yep. to live. Yep. I was guilty of that for many years. I'd see a worm go throw it in the garden. It'll stay. That shit ain't going to stay yeah. with that thing. Ain't got nothing to eat. Yep. And it doesn't have anything that's rotting. It will leave. There's um, so, it's not on the subject of feeding, but more of pest control. Like when people purchase ladybugs, have you seen that? That's a, oh, yeah. a total thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I think as soon as that food source is gone, uh-huh. they're gone. There is always this underlying um, concern. Like, I just don't feel great about it. The things that, you know, it's like this gumbo of garden tools and tricks and and, you know, just general guidelines. And then we just start picking out of it, you know, and saying, all right, I'm going to put some some of this in my bowl and some of this in my bowl. And I always have to check myself and say, does that make sense? Like, is it really logical? So, I mean, same thing with fertilizing. Am I just adding more because it feels like that's what I'm supposed to do as a a responsible gardener? Like, am I really solving a problem? This is a tangent because that's where we are with this episode. Just really quickly, I purchased regular topsoil. I think it's named premium. So it's like the bag is 229 versus the regular topsoil was 219. Now, I don't use topsoil in my vegetable garden. 
how you use something that's referred to as garden soil. And I opened the bag. And if that topsoil didn't look like top tier, you know, I was looking at it and saying, this shit looks like I need to be growing more stuff in it. You know, a great ratio of soil and wood chips, you know, some organic matter. Mm -hmm. You know, I added some compost to it, but I said, well, shit, what? Yeah, and it made me, I actually went and bought the topsoil because it's cheaper because I'm conserving my garden soil because I can't find that brand anymore. And I kind of sat back and said, well, you think you know. And then <laughs> something happens yeah. and you're just like, hmm. Yeah, I mean, I dude, I use a, a so I just started um, my container mm-hmm. of peppers in front of the greenhouse. So as it's true to my word, mm-hmm. I started three containers with a total of 14 plants in them. And um, one of them was, I went and got bulk dirt and it was Mm topsoil and it was just gross topsoil. So I took half of it out. I put hay in, I put my own personal compost in. And may I add that it was 85 degrees outside. And when I took the top off the compost, it steamed. (laughs) Holla back. Yeah. So I put it in there and then I added some bag soil. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and over time it'll all mix Mm -hmm. up and whatnot, but um, you know, the bag soil I put in there cause it had fertilizer in it, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. is it organic? I don't think so, but I don't care. Yeah. Well, you know, you what? know what I, I mean? was looking at something recently, like, let's just be realistic with how much of the, what's the, those contents are truly organic, right? You know, like, yeah. everything in the bag may not be, but again, that's, that's more of a tangent that we have a whole episode on soil that we put out earlier this year. So check that out if you want to hear more, yeah. more info about that. <laughs> Well, look, I want to do something real quick. Um, you know, we I didn't want to start with this, but I didn't want to say it for the very, very end. But, you know, if you don't fertilize, do a well-balanced fertilizer. You know, oh, if you're saying you don't the, and then you want to yeah, start. Somebody yeah, somebody doesn't and you want to start mm-hmm. or no, even if, if you don't and you're not like against it, you just never thought mm-hmm, about it. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. I would get an organic fertilizer. And I would get a well-balanced one, which means it says on the bag, 10, 10, 10. Mm. And I would follow the directions. And what I do is I put a handful in when I plant. And then when that bed's planted out for the spring season, I dust the whole thing. Then when I replant something for summer, I put a handful in. And when that whole bed's planted out, I dust it again. And I'll do that for every single season. And then in the winter, I dust all my beds again. Because again, like I said, I'm gardening three and a half seasons a year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, but I would just do a solid 10, 10, 10. Don't get anything super crazy, you know, until you notice you're having an issue. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do anything. Cause a lot of times a balanced fertilizer is what you need. Yeah. Yeah. Take it up um, and You know, yeah. you can, yep. And make it and they have them. So they're for vegetables and stuff like that. And that'll really help you, you know, and the fish seaweed, you know, if you want to use something like that. You can use that in conjunction and you just water with it. And I put mine on every other week. You know, there was a study that came out that if you used it every two times a week that you had, they did a a study and that it was actually a more productive and larger garden off of a two times a week schedule with Mm -hmm. that. Only problem is it's cost prohibitive. I can't afford that, you know. Okay. Did did I wear you out on that one? No, I think I'm coming. I, I think I'm coming down. I had finished my second cup of coffee before we started. Crashing. Yeah, all of my excitement from this morning. Like I just, you know, I got so much done over these last couple of days, and you know, yeah. just I'm a little bit amped. Yeah. No, and I mean, you know, fertilization is something to be amped about. Let's be honest. <laughs> so, it's it, it is a bitch, but it's you know it's important to understand. You know, the nitrogen goes out, so you always want to put a little bit more nitrogen in. You know, don't go crazy and adjusting things unless you know with a soil test, which I recommend you get a soil test. I'm not getting a soil soil test. Nah, don't do it. Just you just be you. You know, the only reason why I got one is because I was having issues. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd never had one before, but that, you know, because of that, I'm still I'm adding phosphorus in and it's just a zero 25 zero mm-hmm. is what that bag says but that's because i was told to, to do so that, yeah so the one thing i had I enough can... potassium to feed a whole army so you know we're good the one thing i can say is um once you start i mean be be committed 
Right. So mm-hmm. unless you do get something in your garden only requires, you know, it's this slow release and it's once a year. If you start and stop and start and stop, you're going to you're not going to uh, reap the benefits that you truly could. And you're teetering on that. Perhaps you've wasted a little money. So, yeah. And 100 percent use compost, mm-hmm. bulk compost. If nothing else, just buy a bag. And when you go to plant, put that in back in the hole yeah. with the plant, too. Cause I put that on top of the soil, on top of the fertilizer, cause I don't want the roots to hit it immediately. Uh, so uh, I normally put a layer of soil on top, just because I, I'm trying to, you know, hide out from the flies, cause you know the compost yeah. I use has clear poop in it. So yeah, cause I'm about to, um, I'm about to mulch mine, mm-hmm. my garden with straw. Yeah. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna side dress everything with compost, and then I'm gonna mulch. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, there's some late breaking things on, along those lines. I think we'll talk about it in the next garden update, maybe. Yeah. Or the one that we, maybe we'll talk about it in the one that we just recorded. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you've already heard about it. So, um, yeah. But look, it's come to that time of the show where Batavia's stomach rumbles and I have to give you my version of a recipe of the day. Since you're listening to this, then something tells me you like to cook. Hey y'all, Miss Garter and I have been busy whipping up some food in the backyard kitchen. Check us out as we grow some of our ingredients. But most importantly, we just try to get the recipe right. Available now on YouTube at Backyard Gardens. Remember, if you grow it, we will cook it or can it. Okay. I'm going to give you a strawberry jam recipe because it is on my mind. <laughs> so, like, you ready? Like Georgia. Uh-huh, I'm ready. So, um, this makes one batch of um, strawberry jam, which <laughs> apparently, so do you know what the difference between jam and jelly is? Oh, consistency? Jam has the seeds, jelly doesn't. Oh, wow, okay. So, I've always called everything jelly, but I'm trying to be appropriate now and call it jam um so it takes 12 cups of strawberries topped and topped means you cut the greens off Mm -hmm. and then you wash them and you mash them okay so we get them nice and clean and then we put them in a pot and we mash them Mm -hmm. and then you start to cook them down and you're going to add your pectin and this comes to about if you want full sugar low sugar or no sugar Okay, Mm -hmm. so based on that, I'm going to leave out the amount of sugar recommendation because it's on the pectin box that you're going to get. But you have to add the pectin at this time and then you're going to start cooking them down. And then as they cook down, you're going to keep stirring, stirring and stirring. you got to constantly stir. And then about 10 minutes in, you're going to take and you're going to put your sugar in. Okay, but you can't stop stirring when you put your sugar, it's going to boil up. It's going to boil, start to boil over. So you got to keep stirring it, keep stirring it, keep stirring it, keep stirring it. And then you take it, your spoon and you scoop it out and you pull it up and then you tip it over. And that's going to tell you your consistency. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's really important that you do this because if not, you're going to do like we did in the past. And we had like strawberry syrup in the house <laughs> yeah. that didn't nobody want nothing to do yeah, with yeah. except for, you know, whenever we ate pancakes. And so then what we do is you should have at this point, if you're already trying to make jam and you want to can it, you should have everything sterilized and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know more about that, you can check us out. I did the, I'm doing, bringing back uh canon with the backyard gardener. So while uh, we did our first um, episode of that the other day, live on Instagram, but you know, you sterilize your jars, then you spoon them into your jars, leave an inch of headspace and you water bath can them, mm-hmm. or you could simply just freeze it. And leave some in the fridge to consume however you want to do it. So there's a lot of different ways to do this. So you don't have to can these and you can get into where you, you know, you can cut it down. You don't have to do the full batch or everything. I think the full batch will give you, I think we got five quart jars out of it. Okay. Five quart jars and about how many strawberries did you guys have? 12 cups of strawberries. Okay. Okay. So the reason why I bring it up is look, I, I grow strawberries and I do not grow enough to get 12 cups of strawberries. That's okay. We went and we picked our own at a farm Mm -hmm. or 
when they go and sell at the grocery store, you can get them. When they're on sale at the grocery store, they're usually super ripe and super in season, and that's the time to get them. Don't start tasting a strawberry out of every container like I would be inclined that's to That's what do. I do. Mm-mm. Nope. Don't do that's it. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I walked up to there one day and said, I hear this is this empty thing of strawberries. Can I pay for it? <laughs> and the lady was like, there's no strawberries in there, honey. You ain't got to pay for nothing. I was like, you damn right. <laughs> so you should have seen me some. Oh, this is like I don't know, like a month or two ago, and I'm like, I am absolutely a grape test taster in the stores, and yeah. I'm like rubbing the grape off on my uh, shirt, trying to stuff it under my mask. You know, <laughs> yeah. None of that adds up, but hey, that's who I am. No. So strawberry jam. Okay, I appreciate it. I do have some apprehension about the jellies and the jams and all um, for candy. Why? It, you know, I feel like I'm just this nervous Nelly. I'm not that person, but I'm nervous about. <laughs> it's the perfect starter to getting it because it's water bath. Mm-hmm, you don't mm-hmm. have to do any pressure canning. Well, so. yeah, you know, I love a good water bath uh, canning recipe there. So one, uh, one of my good friends, and I mentioned this before, her mother does a lot of canning. Like she does that exact thing, like gets batches of insert um she does like i think it's a, a plum a plum jelly or jam mm-hmm. oh good stuff so there is also that whole balance of i'm just gonna wait and get the good stuff and then two i don't eat a whole lot of jelly right and i don't know if yeah, it's just so because the jelly isn't that great because jelly in the stores are it's really super sweet yeah we do low sugar mm-hmm, personally mm-hmm. so i think we put four, four cups of sugar into 10 jars mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I told the story when I was on the back, uh, can with the backyard gardener, but my granny, she made us some blackberry jam and, uh, that shit was so sweet. I thought my teeth were going to fall out. We didn't eat. Nobody ate it. We just couldn't do it. You know, it's too much. So, um, you know, this year, so, and again, we have a child and I mean, he eats shit out of peanut butter and jelly. So, but we are going to try and make pepper jelly, ground cherry jelly, Apple jelly, blueberry jelly, and maybe raspberry this year. And we're going to do basil jelly, too. We should talk about a collabo where, you know, I join you all and can buy numbers or something for that pepper jelly. I ain't um, I ain't collabo with shit with you. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we do. <laughs> I need to be off camera, though, of where I'm just like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you know, and so the reason why I say all those different jellies is because, like, you know, we're harvesting a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. You know, like the ground cherries, we're harvesting them, we're going to can them, find a way to eat yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, incorporate yeah. it into your diet, yeah. you know, and it's like, hey, I don't want to have a lot of sugar, so that's why we do everything low sugar. Yeah. Well, I so. am also a big fan of doing the thing that you um, can't buy in the store. And of course, there's like, I can buy tomatoes in the store, but we know. Tomatoes from my garden are better than tomatoes in the store. Um, but for other things... Do you know what else, though, that, that we know about tomatoes? Tomatoes from my garden are better than tomatoes from your garden. Okay. I'm well, you know, I'm just... I'm not gonna... I'm, I'm not in a place to entertain nonsense, right? So... Uh, you're on the wrong show, then. You are on the wrong show. Um, but I also like the idea of it's a recipe that you... I mean, I've never had pepper jelly from the store. No, I haven't either. Mm-hmm. I've I've had it at like farmers markets mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, stuff yeah. like that, and you know you look at the canning cookbooks and canning recipes. Oh, dude, there's me. all kinds. Remind so. me when we wrap up. I need to look at the uh, that cookbook we were talking about. Oh yeah, okay. So, <clears throat> but yeah, we're just gonna try and incorporate it on into our diets in a different way, and you know maybe eat a little bit less butter on our bread and eat more jelly. You know, would that be a bad thing? I don't know. Ugh, don't even get me started. I've told you this before. I don't eat a lot of bread, but when I eat bread, I always say, I can't believe it because I eat it with butter in a lot of cases. I can't believe how good bread and butter is. So let's just, one, I, I'm glad you walked through that recipe because um, I did enjoy as you guys were going through it. So I'm glad you shared that with the listeners. Two, I do wish it was a, re- a, a regular food recipe because I'm so hungry and like I'm not going to go and can you know strawberries right now so you should no you should you know what you can't no i'm trying to i'm trying to throw some cannon out in the world for everybody yeah i mean it's the right thing to do but when i make some mushroom jelly everybody's gonna be happy 
that sounds gross. So, all right, everybody. So if you haven't fertilized and you want to get a well-balanced fertilizer, organic means it lasts a long time. It takes a long time for it to feed. It's hard to overfeed. Mm-hmm. Inorganic means it feeds right away and it's easier to overfeed. And until next time, fertilize your gardens, have fun, be safe, keep it real. And we'll talk to you later. See ya. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you want to see what we're up to or just stay up to date on all the announcements regarding the show or anything gardening, then you can follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. We love seeing what you guys are doing. So use hashtag BYG podcast in your post and we'll be sharing your gardens with the Backyard Gardens community. And check us out on YouTube at Backyard Gardens where we will post this show, all of our other shows, clips, and then also some gardening tips and just gardening entertainment. And you can see us at our website at BackyardGardensTV.com. But that's it for today's show. So help us as we learn to grow and grow for change. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. We'll call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.